0: this podcast is of licensed mental health professionals linking pop culture to psychology. The information presented in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used in place of mental health treatment or other services. All our opinions are our own. Hi, welcome to Therapy for Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Cassie Russell, along here with...
1: Abby Ronquillo and...
0: Katie Bussy. And today, I, well, I found this article a few days ago, and it's going to be over a month old by the time this goes up, and I thought it would be really good for possibly a Valentine's Day episode, depending on how we're feeling. It's a Wired article that I found on Twitter, titled, They Found Community and Then Love in Online Games, which I felt fits pretty well with kind of what we've been talking about a lot recently of video games, especially video games as a sense of community. We've talked about how video games uh, have really helped people through the pandemic, and I wanted to get a a sense for what you guys thought about the article. Who
2: wants to go first? For for a little bit of background, I, I know the article was really framed around people meeting through online games, right? And the idea that um, these were complete strangers, maybe not even living in a geographical area near each other that met and built whole relationships, whole long-standing, really committed relationships through the, the start of this connection online. And personally for me, I thought it was really interesting because I feel like I've heard about this before. I've heard of people meeting in these you know, like making friends online and like having people living in different countries or friends, but I don't think I'd ever heard it like go to this level of fruition where they got married and started a whole family together or whatever it may have been. And for me, I thought that was honestly really amazing to be able to build a connection through an avenue like that.
1: Yeah. Abby, what are your thoughts? You know, it's funny because like, As I mentioned, like prior to us recording, was that it wasn't that surprising to me. You know, I think our generation specifically, growing up with technology and the internet, you know, online dating was always kind of a thing and not a big surprise. A, a, A place to meet people, the internet being that platform, has always been a thing. And I just feel like it's such a natural occurrence to to be doing something that you enjoy, like playing games and meeting people there and having that connection of hey, we both enjoy doing this or this is something that we have in, in common and then building some type of uh, relationship or forming some type of connection through that. And I feel like sometimes that might even be like the icebreaker that a lot of people meet or like that might be the, um, the driving force because a lot of people have these kind of like um, reservations about meeting people online, like on, on, on um, online dating apps for example, like, kind of like, oh, I don't know how to market myself, I don't know what to tell people. But if you do it, like, through a game, let's say, you know, you're doing it with genuineness of, of who you are without the expectation that, without any expectations or reservations about what you're putting out there.
0: While you're talking, uh, Abby, I remembered in the article, they quote, um, Dr. Anthony Bean, who... I don't know if you guys really know too much about him. He started um, the Geek Therapeutics, which is that training that I've been looking into. He's also written quite a few books. Like, I have one of them. Uh, I still need to read it. But one of his quotes in the article is, like, your character, your avatar is a projection of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of, like, how that is a great icebreaker. And sometimes people, when they're meeting through online means feel like they've already gone through the the normal bs of when you're starting off meeting someone new of like because you're getting to that person's actual self what they want to be or who they feel like they are inside
2: yeah so i can hear that word almost like cuts to the chase you can see this projected image they have of who they want to be or are maybe the things that they see as ideal or they enjoy. And, and I can hear like there's, it's a different kind of first impression they're able to
1: make. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think like this personification of who we want to be or how we want to, how we want to present ourselves sometimes is, and that shield of having the internet in front of us or having that character in front of us is sometimes what a lot of, uh, I don't want to say just introverts because sometimes extroverts too, but a lot of sometimes we have these reserves about, you know, vulnerability and not putting ourselves out there or being afraid of being rejected and sometimes I think that this could be a really good way for people to feel comfortable meeting new people Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm making sense like I have the thought in my head but it's like not coming but yes that makes a lot of sense and it's so funny that you bring that up when you brought brought out that book I don't have that book but I actually own books from Dr. Anthony Bean I have the the psychology (laughs) of Zelda and I'm like yeah yeah so okay, so I do know him as an author, and he does bring up a lot of points, at least in that book as well, about like this idea of um, how how much we put of ourselves, how much of ourselves we invest in these characters, and how much of ourselves are actually we really bond with with
0: mm-hmm.
1: the character that we're playing as. And a lot of times, like some of the games that were mentioned in these uh, in the articles are very specific characters that you can really. Uh, create and customize versus like let's say Zelda or Final Fantasy where the character is already kind of has their backstory and and who they are so I feel like that makes a lot more opportunity for when you meet somebody for them to get a personality I guess of you or, or who you are
0: yeah I mean I would definitely say so I didn't play a lot of MMOs growing up but or right now I did play like Gaia online, which I'm so dating myself by saying that, (laughs) Um, but like, I remember making like my ideal character and this, throwing us back to the Pokemon episode, I, it was very fire themed, (laughs) I got the, the fire elemental wings going. And so I would definitely see and, like, it was interesting seeing what my friends would put as their avatars and what they would, like, do in the game and try to make their avatar based off of. It, it's very telling, like, what people, what the items that they go for, the skins that they try, mm-hmm. even if they're, they try going as a different gender or maybe more a drawn, I can't talk today either. But it, it it's very... Games like that are can be so freeing because you get to really play around with who you can possibly be and you're not just stuck with who you are in the eyes of the people around you.
2: Yeah and I think you you really can get a different sense of what a person's like through that because you know do they pick a a uh, character that looks a lot like themselves so they try to customize it so that it represents them do they try to make the characters like ugly and weird looking as they can like distort the features and you know have it look nothing like a person or are they going for the big character the scary looking character like i think you get a really uh, you can really hear a lot about a person's intentions and kind of underlying beliefs about things without them really saying anything. And, it, and I think it really harkens back to the idea of we size people up when we meet them. Like we have our first impressions, we have our initial judgments, we have all these things, this information we're taking in. And this is a new avenue through which that can be given. And we can represent ourselves in a way that maybe we physically couldn't do in the real world.
0: Well, when you said like, they try to make themselves as look the least amount of human as they can my mind went to like someone that may have internalized messages of thinking of themselves as like a monster or something Mm -hmm. like that and so they they go out of their way to make a character that they feel like fits and represents their their inner selves Mm. and how freeing can it be to to be that quote-unquote monster but still be able to I don't know save a town or destroy a town. I don't I don't know what you do in these (laughs) Yeah,
2: but that could be true. What have they internalized? Like what have they taken in how do they represent themselves? Do they want to be the person who you would assume was the bad guy who saves the day, or you know? And and I know that like character customization extends well past MMOs. Like there's a lot of uh, you know pretty mainstream console games that offer a lot of customization options. And I almost see it as a way of connecting with people too, because I find a lot of times if I see someone and their character is like pretty silly looking, like I could be drawn to that because I'm like, oh, they look like they're someone who takes things not too seriously. Like they're maybe a little lighthearted, and that's like my initial reaction and someone else might see it like they're not taking this seriously enough and kind of push away from that person too yeah
1: and it's so interesting too because when you when i was reading the article at least to for them to describe their characters and like what like the the connection that they made with these people initially it's kind of like wow whatever they saw in that person or that character or
0: mm-hmm.
1: what came first right like them meeting them on the headset or, like, coming into connection with them, like, what they typed, they saw something. Initially, that there was some type of spark. And, like, I think that that this is a a conversation that happens a lot in, like, at least relationship psychology about how much of uh, attraction is, like, sexual attraction or, like, physical attraction. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think, like, this this whole, like, a, a lot of social media, at least, and a lot of, like, even with this concept of meeting people online is how, how does that play into this or like how much of this is physical attraction considering that you don't see the person true i mean you see them but <laughs> in a different form <laughs> yeah
0: well i mean yeah. you do a lot of these people that in the article ended up seeing each other before yeah. like sending messages and video chatting and stuff but i see what you mean of like Initially. they've already built that that connection and then the the sexual attraction comes after building that connection
2: yeah. And what I, I think, honestly, these, like meeting someone through a game and connecting with them, it it really feels making a intellectual and emotional connection primarily. And then because you, in a lot of cases, these people did eventually see each other, you know, video chatting and in person, but you have none of those cues initially. There is no initial, like, you see the person, you're like, oh, they look interesting. I want to talk to them. You strictly are going based on conversation and interactions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that actually builds for a really strong relationship.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, one of the couples I remember reading, it was like she was like poached for the World of Warcraft guild and had a lot of health issues. And so the, the now husband was one of the few people to really keep in contact and check in on her, even though it was an online relationship and I'm using air quotes for the podcast people that can't see me doing it and it it just shows how what a lot of people would think wouldn't be the strong a strong relationship Mm -hmm. actually was and it was a really meaningful relationship for her and she really felt taken care of and like emotionally supported by this other person and it really led to them having the relationship that they have now.
2: Yeah and I think what I hear from this is it's almost a call to us as you know mental health professionals and really our society in general of looking at what is the basis for which a relationship can be started like what are our terms because I think there's been a pretty linear like person meets person they they get to know each other they go on dates they fall in love and it's like this is not that start and, and I think that a lot of this reminds me of uh, online dating and how a lot of times people saw that as like not a valid way of meeting people for a long time and there's been a shift in that and it, it's interesting how in these situations these were people who did not have a traditional start to their relationship and and maybe there's an emphasis on like just because something's not traditional doesn't mean it can't really come from a strong foundation so
1: yeah and in a way I think like a, a lot of what both of you were saying is is this is kind of an ideal way to start a relationship is not only are you not focused on um, kind of like the pretty wrapping paper of like the physical attraction, but also like this concept of we're starting our, our, our friendship or relationship or romantic relationship, whatever you want to say with a, diff- a difficult topic, we're, we're starting it with a, um, a challenge, right? Usually in these games, you're working towards some type of common goal, which a lot of relationships in the long run, that's what you're, you're dealing with the constant, like challenges and things that you're working towards together whether the goal is to get married or or build a relation some type of foundation together you're always working towards things together so Mm -hmm. what better way than to start the relationship doing that and and sometimes you'll be successful right sometimes you do you you slay the dragon and and you get to the boss and it's good and sometimes you don't and those frustrating moments when you're not able to do it and you you're not communicating clearly Mm -hmm. what a learning process and what a gift for uh Mm -hmm. For this relationship
0: to start off doing those things Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like communication is such a a hard thing for so many couples and you're right so many people don't have any means to like really practice problem solving skills because at the beginning of most relationships there doesn't tend to be very many problems like you're in that honeymoon like oh yeah you can do no wrong sort of stage and life doesn't stay like that you're going to have to figure out things. Like you're going to have to navigate um, who does the dishes, who takes the trash out, like bath- if you have one bathroom to share and figuring that out. Like mm-hmm. those are the things that you're going to have to talk to the other person about. And so many people don't have the practice talking to someone and communicating their needs and if you're in a, a raid or whatever, and you guys are talking back and forth of what you need to do, like, hey, I need uh, some healing over here. That's that's great practice.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I think this is, this is such a, a really excellent point because I, I think what we're highlighting is all these skills that can be developed before the onset of any real relationship. We have communication, cooperation, problem solving, perspective taking, like there's so many big tests of these skills at the onset that helps you to learn if you will really be able to get along with this person, be able to cooperate because you're almost getting thrown into this like situation of adversity where you're really able to see the other person's reactions and um, how compatible that could be for you.
1: So I guess it's settled. It sounds like all of us agree the, the new wave of the future <laughs> is online dating via video games. <laughs> I, I guess so, man. Okay, we're patenting it right now, guys. We're going to start an online dating system, but it's only through video games.
2: (laughs) I would not be surprised if that exists already, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Probably. I mean, they have, like, what do they call it? Like, a farmer's only and, like, Christian singles. And, like, they have all these very, like, very specific type of uh, dating platform. I mean, exactly, right? Like, there's all these platforms specifically made for certain types of people Mm-hmm. Or like people looking for a certain type of things, why not based on your, your hobby or something that's a very big part of your life, which video games is typically a very big part of a lot of people's lives.
0: So what I'm hearing is our idea is to make an MMO that is also a dating app where you could like match with people and go on quests together and see if you fit
1: well. <laughs> this yeah. Is, yeah. And then at the end you can choose to continue or not game developers call us we got
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean we just told them our idea though they're gonna steal it now but there we go
0: but they they need marriage and family therapists to help it make it legit that's
1: true they need need linear expertise
0: yeah exactly (laughs) i'm open to consultations
1: I, I wonder, you know, because like, like I said before, I, I don't feel like this concept is new. I feel like a lot of people more than I mean, even in the article, there were several um, several couples that they were able to interview for this article and it was a short article. So I, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of them out mm-hmm. there uh, and it, it doesn't seem very taboo to me. I feel like this is something that's pretty mainstream now for you to say, like, oh, I met somebody online or I met somebody o- on a video game platform or what whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious to know maybe how many of them are successful? Like how many of these relationships Mm -hmm. of people that have met via video game are still together?
0: I would love to know that too. I wonder if there's been any studies on that? Mm -hmm.
1: Through my friends, so that's a very small sample. You know, Tinder is hit or miss. Like a lot of these online dating apps are very hit or miss. Mm -hmm. Some have been pretty successful. Like I know some people that I've met on Tinder and like got married they are still together. Very few. But you know, it happens. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at least from this article anyways, obviously they picked couples that are still together, but it seems like pretty high numbers.
2: Part of it's also like the platform you're using has different expectations. Because I can imagine like people who are looking to meet someone on Tinder probably have different relationship expectations than someone who goes into a dating MMO. Like they're they're probably gonna have a very different approach and it'd be really hard to like almost feel quantify them in the same way depending on like the type of people that are going to use those those different technologies to meet others
1: yeah I don't even know how you quantify people going into video games and meeting people because I don't think they had expectations of meeting somebody yeah or maybe they did I don't know (laughs)
0: well I don't know like I, I think a lot of people that play these massive online games some of them do play in order to find like new friends and things like that I don't think most people go on thinking that they'll find, like, their lifetime partner through it. Uh, but I, I think it is becoming more and more where people are looking for at least some kind of companionship, mm-hmm. some kind of friendship.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think people absolutely turn to tons of online avenues to really just build friends. I know I hear of a lot of people who have friends all across the U.S. and the world that they've met through games or maybe like a a discord server or some other platform but whether or not their intention is to start relationships I feel like would be a totally different story.
1: Well I've always been under the impression that like the best types of relationships or romantic relationships are the ones that start off as friendships anyway. Mm -hmm. So I mean there might just be like a natural progression of like these people who start off as friends or people that were buddies that played on whatever game and then ended up as romantic partners
2: yeah so we definitely hear there's a lot of a lot of positives that can come through this avenue there's like we said there's so many opportunities to test really what the other person's like and see their compatibility and test out these different kind of areas that would usually kind of get swept away until the honeymoon phase is over with that being said, I'm sure there can also be some challenges that come from meeting in this platform. Like we talked about like not being in very close physical proximity to meeting that person and some of the, uh, the cues that can be missed if you never see that person's face. For instance, like if you only ever talk through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've all heard many a scary story with catfishing and all these different things. And I know that comes to a lot of people's mind too, I think, when they talk about meeting someone online. And there can be maybe almost a fear reservation because our initial understanding of these was pretty scary and it was very publicized about the dangers of meeting people online too.
1: Right. Yeah, and I don't think this this is, this falls under just like the the realm of, of video games or meeting people online video games, but like just online in general. I know um, one of the, the people that they interviewed for the uh, article, they were talking about their, their experience of telling their parents that they wanted to move in with somebody that they met on the internet and their parents were like, well, wow, what are you doing? Like, that's crazy. You're going to move in with a complete stranger that you met on the internet? And they were like, well, is it really a stranger? I've been talking to them every day for like six hours playing games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, you know, the reality is, is it, it is still a stranger. You know, sometimes if we are stuck in this, this idea of like, oh, we talk, constantly talk to this person in this um, capacity of just like video games or, or this one whatever this one thing that we're we're focused on you might miss these other conversations that you might need to be talking about like where are we gonna live uh what what kind of person are you are you a messy person are you a clean person what are your goals in life what are your aspirations what are what's important to you um which a lot of times when you do go to like a specific dating app like they have um i'm thinking of what what's a big dating one um not tinder um the more formal one uh, okay cupid oh yeah okay cupid like they have like those the documents where you have to fill it out and like fill out these answers because that's where the compat the compatibility is really matched they're trying to find somebody that that fills in those spaces with you whereas when you're meeting somebody more organically I guess through a game or maybe even at a bar you don't think to ask those questions
2: mm-hmm. yeah well I, I think ultimately I was bringing up the idea of fear around meeting people online because I I think that's something I encounter very often is people having this fear of like not wanting to talk to people online or their kids talking to people online because there is a, a little bit of misinformation we get. We don't have the full picture as to how to keep people safe and we don't, a lot of that comes, a lot of the, I guess, responsibility ends up falling on the consumer. Like the people who are using these resources and these platforms are expected to know how they work and to be able to watch for these things. But there's also the piece of like, how are they supposed to know? How are they supposed to learn these things? And so there's a fear around it. And I, I bring that up because I could see it being a very real reality of people, maybe even listening on uh, you know, this, this podcast today of like starting a, an MMO dating, like how scary that could be. You don't know who you're gonna meet. You can't even see their face. They're not gonna put real pictures of themselves. Um, and, and being able to really open the dialogue around that too, of like safe practices online. And I know that's something we've touched on before, but how key that is because there's a lot of happy stories. And I, I think the, the examples we had today highlight that the internet has a lot of opportunities for connection and, and real long lasting relationships. Yeah. So it's about
0: educating. I think we need to have more education on boundaries. And what constitutes healthy boundaries, what constitutes unhealthy boundaries. I think that's what a lot of that kind of relationship and protecting yourself from potential predators really boils down to is how to be on the lookout for people that are pushing past your boundaries and are unsafe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I feel like growing up, we're taught like, oh, don't have boundaries and then we're adults and it's like oh why don't you have any boundaries with this person
1: right i think it's it's more just like the awareness that you have to build the earlier that you start to have that conversation i guess with your children if you have children or the more that you kind of seek that for yourself if you're a young adult um through just navigating the experiences through your relationships with your friends or or romantic partners i think that's really what it comes down to because a lot of times the education piece comes with experience right Mm-hmm. So sometimes we'll have good experiences and sometimes we'll have bad experiences, but it's the awareness piece.
2: And I, I think the big, really the big takeaway from this is that, yeah, any, any situation you walk into can have some inherent risks, like that is a piece of life, like getting into your car every day has its inherent risks, like it is not something we can totally avoid, but it's about being, you know, informed as best as you can. and. Really, I think being able to have the awareness of that and say, like, I still want this. This is something I've seen can be good. I've seen relationships can be built And, and really still seeing the opportunity in situations.
0: We as a society really need to start rethinking our thoughts on online dating. And it sounds like we already are, but we're not quite fully there yet.
1: Hopefully, um, some of the people in this article, and maybe through our conversations with our friends, we can model that and kind of make it more norm. And watch out for our new game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> support, our, support our new our new project.
2: <laughs> Kickstarter will <hopefully>. link. <laughs> now, if any of us knew how to program, that would be great.
0: Thank you for listening to Therapy for Nerds. If you liked this episode, hit that like button, subscribe, comment, and check out the links to our social medias where you'll be sure to get all of the latest Therapy for Nerds information. And be kind to yourselves this week.